0: Welcome to the latest episode of Make Me Watch It, the podcast where you tell me which of all of my unwatched movies I need to watch next. This month we're taking a look at Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Now, this one was produced in the US through Universal Studios rather than through the UK. So the US release date was March 31st, 1983, which was prior to the July 7th, 1983 release date in the United Kingdom. Terry Jones directed the bulk of it, although Terry Gilliam or Terry Gilliam, I'm honestly not sure how he pronounces it, directs the animated portions, as well as the Crimson Permanent Assurance section, originally written to be part of the middle of the film, but which went way over length, was cut down from 30 minutes to 16, and which was added at the beginning as a short film coming in. Now it's written by the six regular Monty Python guys, the six who created the TV series that hit as such a big success that the movies grew out of them. That's Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. It was produced by John Goldstone, with music by John Duprez, editing by Julian Doyle, and the cinematography was primarily by Peter Hannon, but Roger Pratt stepped in for that Crimson Permanent Assurance segment. As with most Monty Python movies, as well as the TV series, the six core writers also play the vast majority of the roles in the cast. Now, I originally picked this up because I'm a fan of Monty Python in general, and figured I'll just buy all of their stuff. Now that I've got it all, because of the kind of person I am, I've just been watching it in release order and hadn't gotten around to this yet. I'm still most of the way through the TV series, but not quite all. So as far as this one film is concerned, there's not really a single coherent plot. It starts out with a seemingly unrelated short film, about corporate takeovers being treated like pirates, which actually features Matt Frewer, later to be famous as Max Hedgeroom, in this film playing a corporate executive, before it then pitches into the main movie and goes into a series of sketches that are just barely thematically related by the stages of life. I would say this is probably the weakest film, and that's not just my opinion. Apparently it's one that's shared by the members of the Monty Python themselves. As a production, it's shot like a TV series too. Similar quality sets to a TV series, got very high-key lighting, so there's no shadows no depth, it's just totally well-lit, as it often is for comedies. Now, the funniest of the sketches are extremely funny. Things like the Every Sperm is Sacred song, which was an interesting scene, and kudos to Michael Palin, when he was filming in front of a whole bunch of underage children, he was sensitive, so on set he was actually talking about the rubber thing at the end of his sock, and the word sock was dubbed out and replaced later in post-production when the children were not around. So those first 30 minutes of this, I think, are pretty much pure gold. Some of the parts that slow down in the middle and start to drag really start to drag. Now, the Cannes Film Festival did still give it the Grand Jury Prize of the year, and it was nominated for the Palme d'Or as well as a BAFTA for Best Original Song with Every Sperm is Sacred, but there was no other award recognition. As far as the general reception is concerned, it had a budget of $9 million, so it's considered profitable, At the time, if it made between two and three times its budget in the domestic dollars, that would have been between 18 and 27 million. It ended up just shy of 15 million. So that's less than double the budget, certainly not the two to three times. It brought in 3 million British pounds, which helps, and more overseas, but at best in the original theatrical run, it might have broken even. Although at this point, with decades of home video releases and other sales driving it along with the rest of Monty Python, I would say at this point it is definitely profitable. In terms of general reception, the IMDb user score averages 7.9 out of 10. The Letterboxd score is 3.7 out of 5. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 90% or 90% of critics said it was enjoyable, I should say, as well as 83% of audiences. So this is one where I'd say the different scoring system of Rotten Tomatoes really shines through and it's clear because Yeah, the vast majority of people are going to give it a positive review and a positive rating. That doesn't mean it's great from start to finish. So it starts strong, it ends fairly strong in some ways, but some of what's in the middle is just a little more absurdist, which is totally in line with what Monty Python typically does for humor. But sometimes the absurd is simply absurd. Anyway, those are my general impressions of this one. As I said, it is worth watching just don't go in expecting something as good as Python's other output. If anything, if you're not familiar with Python, maybe this is a good one to start with, because then it won't skew your expectations of their other works, and just know everything else that they produce is better than this one. In any event, that's about all I have to say about the meaning of life. Join us again next month when we take a look at Bram Stoker's Dracula. Thank you for listening.